What's poppin' and welcome to Popcorn with Cholo Sadiar and your stop for all things pop where we talk about all things pop culture from here in the Philippines to the rest of the globe. Welcome back everyone and this is another Marvel-filled episode as our favorite topic. Um, of course, as you can see, we're already wearing our um, Captain America gear. So we'll, we'll be talking about um, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier in this episode. But before that, of course, let's welcome back our co-hosts for the week. Welcome back, Paula, with her shield. <laughs> with my shield in the background. And her blonde and hair. the tiny little Sam in the side. We've already acknowledged my blonde hair. It's well, fine. we will uh, acknowledge it again. The tables have turned. <laughs> <laughs> Um, we also have the nomad right here, Mr. Summer Ferns. Yes, hello. <laughs> yes, hello. And our attorney. Well, attorney. Future oh attorney. <laughs> <laughs> sure. Wow. Hello. Only if you want to. Hello. Wow, wow thank you. Uh, our mystery voice is back. Surprise, it's me, Cholo, <laughs> but just, you know. But Dren, <laughs> Cholo, but Dren. We don't have an inner conscience. Uh, no, official Dren reveal. Isn't it <laughs> strange how my name is nerd spelled backwards? Ooh. Cholo made it up. <laughs> and lastly, but not the least, we have Joms joining us for the first time. Welcome. Yay! I'm so happy. Finally here. <laughs> I think we were supposed to have Joms in the first episode ever. In the first podcast, yeah. yeah. Like, game. What number is this? Two years Finally. now. It's been two years. People have been waiting. <laughs> the time has come. Yes, the time has come. So welcome, welcome. Thanks for joining us. So Ayon, how's everyone? Uh, I mean, we're still in season two of... Uh, of the lockdown. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> But I mean, this the is the worst show ever. Ever that we don't have any Marvel shows to look forward to every Friday. Oh, yeah. How has mm. that been? It's been tough. I didn't know what to do with myself yesterday. <laughs> I was actually pretty work. bored last night. Yeah, I was like, yeah. Wait, am I supposed to be doing something? Yeah. <laughs> normally, schedule I'd watch it with my dad. Yesterday, it was like, so we watch anime instead. Yeah, parang it's just it feels so empty for some reason because since January we've been waiting for something every parang it was like our source of hope or something like that in a sense parang oh we have something to look forward to every week at least and now oh. it's like, I mean yeah. they did release ano pala, and now we have to wait until June yeah making of episode no they released assembled last night yeah. so I'll probably watch it's it it's just one episode no yeah yeah. yeah. So yeah, um, any other thoughts on that? I mean, we will have um, Loki in a month, more or less. And uh, how can we survive a month? <laughs> well, Batch is coming on May four. Oh, so if you're uh, into the Star Wars animated series, that's probably going to be a good. I would watch. recommend Invincible, but the season finale just aired, so it's all. Yeah, it was yesterday it's also. also. Done. <laughs> Which is also good. And I mean, HSM for me, HSM. TMT. Oh, nga pala. <laughs> it sounds like you're saying like TMNT, like Teenage Mutant Ninja. <laughs> I was like, is there a new show? High school, school musical, musical the musical, the series. Oh, okay. MCU TFTWS. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, I mean, so we're talking about Captain America this week. And before we head towards the show, I guess let's talk about Captain America in general and what we feel 
because uh, I feel like a lot of people have feelings also about Captain America, especially the during the time of um, Civil War when it was Team Cap versus Team Iron Man, and I'm like Team I'm Team Cap, and people are like, why are you Team Cap? He's so boring, blah blah blah. <laughs> and just the other day, I was also asked, parang out of all the Marvel heroes and after all the, after all the cool people with all the cool powers, why do you choose Captain America as your favorite? And I'm like, I mean. Ayun, that's a question I'm... I mean, have you seen Chris Evans? <laughs> I mean, that's one, for sure. Captain America, not Chris Evans, okay? <laughs> yes. <laughs> And that's partially the reason also. <laughs> I mean, but yun, uh, why Captain America? And why do we still look up to him? Or the, the idea of Captain America in this day? Especially now that America is America. Yeah. <laughs> America is America. Oh, America. America. That was so ideal maybe way before. But for me, I, I guess it began. Well, I just really, I guess especially because of the movies, you really see, it's really the idealism and like what people could be, the kindness and the political I'm not really even political, but like what we could aspire to be in what kind of person or what kind of um, parang yung kabutihan lang ng loob na you can see in Steve Rogers. Uh, and I guess it will extend to Sam Wilson in some capacity also. But I guess it's just really what that stands for. It's what I appreciate about it, especially in our country where, you know, that's not something you see in everyone especially here and I feel like it's something that kind of symbol or person is kind of what we want to be and what we want to see so that's what I like about the character the most and of course Chris Evans that's a given <laughs> Paula <laughs> um, where do I be- where do I begin um, Captain America is without a doubt no not without a doubt it's tied between him and black widow um my my favorite um superhero in the mcu purely because of why erskine chose him in the first place right um that he at his heart is just a good person and i think that's what we all want to be it's the it's the trait that i look for in every lead character in every anime that i watch if they're not like a good boy in their heart it's probably not going to be an anime for me and steve rogers is exactly that and sam wilson as well um not perfect people but always trying to do what they think is right and that's not something that i think i do often so it's something i want to aspire to be um and yeah steve rogers can be a little too rigid or a little too stiff in what he believes is right but i don't think Captain America has ever been close-minded into what he sees as good or what he now perceives as good because as the times change, then so does he, as we saw in Winter Soldier. So I think it's great to see a character who is so stuck to his ideals, being open to adapting and changing and looking at the world in a different way and adjusting himself with what he sees now. So yeah, there's that. And Chris Evans pecks. I mean, have you seen that ass? Like, have you seen him? <laughs> just, Whoa. Just, yes. And and Sam Wilson's ass as well. So, you know, it's just things that are important to me as a person. <laughs> Priorities. I know. <laughs> in that order. In, in that order. <laughs> okay. <laughs> anyway. Anyone else in that uh, 
light. Okay, I guess I can add in. Um, I guess because before the MCU started, I was already an avid comic book fan. So I've been reading a lot of comics even before the MCU started. And I guess one complaint or uh, thing that people would say about Captain America is like he's, he's boring, especially next to the likes of uh, back then, Wolverine, Spider-Man, and when Robert Downey Jr. came and Iron Man. Uh, Steve Rogers was the, the straight arrow that uh, I don't want to listen to this guy. Which is also why probably I like Hawkeye because Hawkeye always clashed with Captain America in the comic. But I think what the MCU was able to do in three movies with Steve Rogers is they were able to encapsulate his character and make him and define who he is and make him move on as the times went by. So as Paula mentioned, uh, we, we saw him in the, in the first Avenger, saw what, what he was all about. And then we see him in modern times in Avengers and in Winter Soldier and he changed as a person, but his ideals stayed the same. And as we saw him go along, as the, the whole phase one went on, he just really encapsulated what a good man stood for. And I think that's what people like about him, that he's a hero through and through. And that's something that you can never deny from his character. And with the show, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, we see this embodiment of a great person and a great man and a great hero moving on to the next person, Sam Wilson. And I think that's why, out of all the people that Steve could have picked, Sam was the best choice to be Very Captain America. Choice. So, yeah. Thank you. A speech. <laughs> a declamation. <laughs> and I thank you. And I guess Chris Woo. Evans is hot. Yeah, yeah, I agree with that. Yeah, so. <laughs> I think it's probably something we can all agree on. <laughs> yeah. Like, have your eyes checked if you don't. <laughs> Jen, you're trying to say something? At the- uh, I was just... Uh, l- l- uh, I was just kind of laughing, but sure. <laughs> <laughs> Jordan was just going to add on more to Chris Evans' ass. Like, that's... <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, I have a couple of things to say as like a disclaimer before I start. One is that I have never seen... That's the only MCU I've never seen is Captain America, the, the first Avenger. That's, okay, I was I've a, never seen it. The Winter Soldier, <laughs> no, because no, 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 I was like, going to come wait for a you. Minute. <laughs> I've seen Winter Soldier. I've never seen, yeah, I've never seen the first Avenger. I don't know why. I think I just at this point it just feels like, oh man, like there's been like 20 <laughs> movies. I don't have to go back and watch. Stanley like, Tucci though. Uh, yeah, I know. And like, what's his name? Uh, Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving. Hugo Weaving. Yeah. Sorry, I always get them confused. Uh, <laughs> but and the other thing is that I'm I've been Team Iron Man ever since the Civil War. And okay. funny story, okay. Emil's not here, but he was there for this. When me and a bunch of LFC people went to first watch um, Civil War. I was so, I got into such like a heated argument that they were worried that other people, like we, we just walked out of the cinema and I got into such a heated argument. They thought me and this other guy were gonna start punching each other <laughs> about like uh, which side we should be on. So that, that's how invested I've been in. But I'm kind of, I think interestingly, I'm, I'm kind of the, like I guess the other side to, to you guys because I've never really been a fan of Captain America. Um, not not like I it's not that I don't like him, but it's just that I've always favored other heroes over him. But yeah. because of what the MCU has done, yeah, like I appreciate. I'm I'm kind of like I guess my relationship with him is kind of like how Tony feels. It's like I don't like you, but I respect you. Like I don't agree with you, but I get where you're coming from. Mm-hmm. Like I've never been the type of person to be like very strict with the rules and everything. I actually like really don't like that approach towards things. But 
at the same time, because of him, not just his good looks, but because <laughs> like he argues for it so well sometimes, like it feels like ah oh, yeah, he kind of has a point. Yeah. Um, which I re- which I really appreciated. Uh, and and with Falcon and the Winter Soldier, I'm really um, impressed by how. I mean, it's it's still like you know not perfect, but I'm still very, um, like, uh, surprised by how well the MCU has adapted him. Because like if he was just the normal Captain America from the comics, I, I, haven't, I haven't read any of the comics, but if he was just a plain like, oh, I'm just like, you know, like for, for the good and everything. If he didn't like kind of adapt to circumstances like what uh, Paula and John said, I think I would like just flat out hate him. But uh, because of the, the, his transformation, I think he is in fact one of the most important characters in the MCU, at least thematically. And that's probably why he was, you know, such an important part in phase one through three of the MCU. So, yeah. I guess if I could add also, um, the funny thing is my first like memory related to Captain America was when my family was about to go watch the first <laughs> Avenger. And then my dad goes, I'm not a fan, okay? And then he comes out of the bathroom like wearing a Captain America t-shirt. <laughs> like that's really my first memory of Captain America. So my dad was a fan pala, like back then before the movies came out. So I guess the interesting thing about Captain America for me is that he has a very timeless quality to him. Yeah. Um, like when you hear Captain America, you already think like all of those qualities, like what was mentioned earlier, that he's a very good person and he tries his best to do what's good. And that's something that never really goes out of style or anything like that. Mm-hmm. And I think it was really interesting that they decided to pass the mantle to another character because it emphasizes that very generational quality to it. Yeah. So it would be really interesting. It's an interesting way to introduce him to new audiences too. Yeah. I really have nothing else to add. Although, <laughs> although, I, although I have to say, I was pretty impressed with the fact that the Mar- Marvel decided to get Chris Evans for Captain America, given mm. that he was already uh, Johnny Storm. Yeah. Then yeah. he was given this a whole new change. And then we get to see him live out the Captain America. We sort of see in the comics, like John said. And then we see how he progressed through the films up to Endgame. As of as of now, and it's really, yeah. who who would have thought that Chris Evans would do do such a great job, and we love him for it, as yeah. I guess all of us agree on. So that's pretty impressive, and I'm I wouldn't consider myself also a fan of Captain America, but like John, I really respect him, what he stands for, and what he fights for, and as we see in the uh, Falcon Winter Soldier, these ideals and how it plays into the world right now in their world, in our world, it's really something that really picked my interest, which is why I was, I'm, I'm now really drawn to the storyline that Captain America, the Captain America stories are trying to follow, even though some people say, no, it's not, it's not interesting, it's, it's boring, it's all politics. But the thing is, that's what, I think that's what Captain America has always been about, the, yeah. even back during World War II. Yeah. yeah. So that's what really interests, interests me about Captain America. That's a really good point. Na parang yun nga, and I think that's why people nga are kind of averse to the idea yeah. because it's so rooted in reality versus, I guess, the more fantastical ones like Thor or Doctor Strange. Na, you know, those are like some, some things that wouldn't really, you don't really see happening. But the things that people tackle uh, in Captain America or the issues are so related to what we see in the news today, especially. And parang, yun na nga, people are always like, oh, why are you making this movie political? Why are you making this 
thing why it's you such a funny comment right yeah i know but i love know. reading comments like those <laughs> just gives me life it's just like <laughs> you know i feel like that's what we also need to see portrayed yeah. the realistic or the more like worldly or i guess yung pinaka human aspect of it is you can see it through the lens of this series especially now na politi- the political landscape is constantly changing and now it's a really heated like debate especially in the last few years so yun um now i guess now that leads us to the conversation about the movies or the franchise ng Captain America the first three films um of course I I think we can a lot of us here can agree that uh, the Winter Soldier is one of our it's our number one MCU movie. I think mm. Paula shares the same sentiment and Joms din ba? I don't know I mean, anymore. We... Top three, definitely. definitely. Top five for oh, me. No. It's, it's still in my top one. Yeah, Anton and I, one. my brother spent like a whole day just ranking everything again. We used to do that at work. <laughs> Instead of working, we were just ranking Marvel films. Yeah. So, you like, know, are you sure that, that should go there? Or... <laughs> it's in like full out screaming matches. But yeah. I, I think our you know it's it's at the top five at least for so many people and that says a lot oh, no. for a film that came out in 2015. Yeah. Yep. Oh no way! Wow. Yeah, so dude. Longer. Six Four, years. Fourteen. <laughs> oh, 2014. Okay. Oh. Older, pa. Because, I guess what makes the Winter Soldier stand out is that when you remove Captain America or Marvel from it, it will stand on its own. Yeah. Its own. Yeah. Like political thriller. Definitely. Definitely. And, uh, yun. Any other like distinct comments about the franchise before we head on to the show? <clears throat> I mean, aside from what you know, personally about. Sorry. Personally, um, I know a lot of people also like Civil War, um, and I get, I get the, I get the point that all these heroes are fighting each other, but I think the Winter Soldier just really blasted out of the water because, as you said, it, it stands on its own as a political thriller, and I think. Um, coming from Phase One and then uh, Avengers and then going through Iron Man Three and then seeing Winter Soldier, all the MCU movies before then were very fantastical. Very oh, there's a villain, I need to punch this guy in the face and then I win. <laughs> But then the Winter Soldier was the first time one that you ever felt that wait, who's the villain here? Because yeah. it's an organization, it's Hydra and it's Shield, so it's not a villain that you can punch in the face and win at the end of the day. And two, it it felt the stakes were really high against our heroes and. You could really feel that. Oh, okay, how are they going to win against this big organization, which has taken control of America? And I think that's what really made the movie stand out from the back back then, and it has still stood out from the back until now. It just—it's really great, and the score—it's amazing. My gosh, Henry Jackman's the best. <laughs> plus, yeah. Plus, yeah. The fact that <laughs> it's Bucky he's facing up against now. Yes. So it's not yeah. just the the political thing. It's now even more personal for Steve yeah. himself. Yeah. So I love that balance that they put into it. Mm-hmm. It's great. You see the ten- you see the tension, the how important it is to Steve for fight for himself and for what he's trying to fight for mm-hmm. in in the general sense. And yes, Henry Jackman is amazing. Please keep <laughs> yeah. coming back. Gosh, yeah. <laughs> and I think maganda rin kasi yung theme that runs throughout the series. Now, who can you trust? Yeah. These days, like yep. even in Civil War when you have Steve kind of protecting Bucky who did that right to yeah. um, Tony's parents and everyone else the Winter Soldier has affected 
na parang who can you trust these days? Can we trust the government? Of course, the question. I mean, that's not really a question anymore. Pero yung mga ganong concept of like, you know, it's just really like putting out those bigger questions that really affect not just um, what's in the movie universe, but also in the outer parang outer space not outer space outer space like, <laughs> guardians like in in real life again yeah. as i mentioned earlier so i yeah. think bouncing so, off lang on the whole captain america series talking about trust and struggling with that like all of the captain americas so far have struggled with that idea and this is something sel and i have discussed a lot is i always wonder why people don't understand why steve did not sign the Sokovia Accords. Like, coming from the Winter Soldier and him, you know, realizing that the people he's trusted, the institution that he thought stood for everything he stood for as well, lying to him for all of these years and corrupted something that some the people he loved created, right? Of course, he's not going to trust anything these people do. He doesn't know them. He doesn't know what they're, you know, what they're fighting for in the shadows. Mm-hmm. So, it's just funny to me how people never understood why Steve wouldn't trust these people as opposed to si Tony naman who's always just been working for himself realizing that he can't trust himself who will trust someone that he thinks is doing right naman hmm. right. I have rethought my hatred towards Civil War and I think it's actually a pretty good movie reflecting recently right. I, I, you guys have discussed so many like serious things I'll just add a funny anecdote oh. that when I watched Winter Soldier And there's that moment when Cap goes like, "Who's Bucky?" I was like, "Oh my, who's Bucky?" Because <laughs> I hadn't seen the first, I hadn't seen the first Avengers movie, so I was like, "Oh, who who is Bucky?" Who the hell is Bucky? Bucky? Exactly, like, like oh, yeah. this guy, this really handsome guy with like, oh, ooh, "Who's Bucky?" You know, <laughs> when, when Bucky takes off his mask, everyone's like, "Oh," and then and Jordan is like, like <laughs> "Who? What? Yeah, <laughs> Dude, who's this guy?" I, feel like I think. Yeah. I go ahead, Jordan. No, I was. Just, I think. I think watched it with LFC people, and then they, everyone was like, <gasps> and I was just like, "Yup, that guy." <laughs> to the non-Athenian in the room, LFC is Loyola Film Circle. Palajos, it's an org. Okay, okay. Noted. Oh, by pala si Dread kay Bucky. Who the hell is Bucky? Like word for word. Bucky. Yeah, I was just like, yeah, he's handsome. What is a Bucky? Yeah. <laughs> I think ganon din yung feeling ng a lot of people in like. When you go just when you just go watch Civil War and Infinity War and and, <laughs> and without characters. really like being caught up like who is this guy yeah, exactly. what's happening what, yeah. what <laughs> what's their relevance here but I guess uh, I, that leads us to Endgame and the end of Endgame where um, old man Steve or old man Steve Rogers um, comes and gives the the shield to Sam Wilson and of course. Um, That's more recent comic history where Sam Wilson becomes Captain America, and Champer, yeah. um, we didn't expect, I guess, Sam Wilson to just be Captain America the next time we see him, and that leads to the show, The Falcon and the Winter Soldier, and ayon, I guess uh, let's head the discussion towards that end. So whereas One Division gives us a close look into like a smaller vicinity, like a town. Yeah. and how certain people are affected by the events of Endgame. Um, this is more like a wider scale, global, America, or national, mm-hmm. what happens after the whole world comes back, or half of the half of the world comes back, and um, 
and what is the effect of that into the global narrative. So, ayun, um, what I, let's talk about our general impressions or feelings about the show. Um, I, I guess I, I wasn't surprised that I liked it in, as a whole because we've been talking Captain America for a few minutes now. And, you know, it's something I expected to like naman because of what the franchise stands for. And I really appreciated uh, in the Marvel shows aspect na, you know, we see a, clo- a more intimate look into the lives of these heroes. Especially mm-hmm. in episode one, na parang, oh, we got to know more about Sam Wilson here yeah. more than the, yeah. how many five movies we've seen him in and even mm-hmm. Bucky. Na they're mostly just on the side and now there's really a spotlight into what they're feeling inside and that's what I really liked about um, the first episode just coming into it. So I guess let's start from there. Um, what I've been liking so far with all of the Marvel Disney Plus shows is how it always gravitates towards the stories of consequences. You know, the consequences of Wanda um, and what she's done and what she's um, what she's experienced, and the same thing here with Bucky and Sam. The consequences as well of the blip. Um, I think in a movie, it's hard to really see the grander scale of what Thanos did, you know, outside of it happening to the core Avengers. But we see in both these shows how it affected everyone's lives, the scale and gravitas, I guess, of that action. And I think that's really important in a series that I think critically has not dealt with consequences very well. Um, in the last few movies. So I'm really, really happy that they're exploring that more in their shows. So hopefully Loki will continue that streak of consequences. Um, And yeah, I agree. Um, Seeing these characters in a more intimate way is definitely, as fans, important. And I think it helped build the story and let you kind of attach yourselves to these two and all of the other characters, quite honestly, like, a lot more and you care for them a lot more and you care for what they're going to fight for in their struggle. So generally, I was just very happy with with the show. So that's me. Uh, jumping off Paula's, um, Paula's point about consequences, I think that is the recurring trend with the Disney plus Marvel shows. They're very centered on trauma. Um, both personal and societal trauma, which is something caused by, of course, what Thanos did, the blip and everything. Um, for me personally, what I really enjoyed about the show was like Bucky's whole therapy journey. Yes. <laughs> I think that was like that, that for me, that was such a highlight because I mean, this guy was brainwashed for like how long? Yeah. And the fact that it never really. Aside from like Rogue of Bucky, and also on a grander scale, it talked about also like how trauma on society. Like, of course, the blip would bring up a lot of questions of what happened to the people, um, how were they reintegrated back into society. Of course, questions of policy and legislation. Did the gov- what did the governments do? Mm-hmm. And I think that was the another really interesting point. And admittedly, I felt like the series was Agreed. too short. Yes, um, yes. I agree. Not enough. Yeah. Six episodes. I mean. 
we didn't even understand like completely. I don't know if it's because, as mentioned earlier, I'm a law student. <laughs> I was wondering like what exactly was in that. What 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 exactly was the policy that they were trying yeah. to push? Mm. I didn't really like that. For me, that was really unclear. But of course, that's a huge question. But if a bunch of if half the world like shows up again, like where do they go? Yeah. What do they do? Um, do they lose all of the benefits they had before? Do they lose their jobs? Do they get them back? Like, there's so many questions that they could have explored, but I think they were very limited by the time frame. But overall, I think it was a good way to explore the trauma of the blip, which was something that they haven't really done. And in, I mean, it even kind of became a joke in Spider-Man. Yeah. Like, although I think that that levity was much yeah. needed at the time, but now that they have like more space to discuss more, I wish they had more space. But at least they were able to discuss a lot of things that of course us as fans have been wondering for a while now I guess that that brings our question in naren which I wanted to discuss a bit later but yun nga parang six hours of this isn't even enough to discuss yeah. <laughs> wanna see right and yeah it was a it was a mandate by the studio for all of the shows to just be six hours oh long. really yeah, WandaVision is six hours, and so will every other Marvel show oh, coming up from Disney+. Plus. Yeah, so I think yeah. there might be, like, an issue. I, despite that mandate, I feel like there's kind of an issue of how they're pacing it or, like, how they want to pace it. Kasi para, I agree, yeah. Even, even with WandaVision, kahit nine episodes, siya, medyo the last part of it was kind of, like, rushed, I feel, like the finale part. Rushed. Like, Okay, uh, let's let's uh, spoiler alert. Mm. Let's reveal yeah. and then parang okay, nag-away na sila agad after that. Parang ganun na yun, eh, diba? Yeah. Yeah, I agree. I feel like this show could have been one more episode to like one episode purely just for The fighting and um, I, I yeah. definitely agree with uh, everyone so far, especially so. Like that was one of the main things I kept asking was just like, what, 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 what are they doing? Like, what is, what exactly are they fighting against? What is the law? Because in my head, I was like, I cannot agree with the flag smashers, <laughs> like, which right? I, yeah. Ideologically, yeah. yeah because I was yeah, like, this yeah, kind yeah. of like how how is it logical? Like even just from like a human like you know humanitarian standpoint, like. Why is it that the people that come back take priority over the people that have been here? <laughs> like that doesn't exactly make any sense. And like I God, that's one of my biggest not not to get into spoilers because I'm guessing like Troll is saving that for later, but <laughs> there's something that happens in one of the penultimate episodes that I did such a 180. Because I again I was agreeing with the Slack Sashes. Then something happens. I was like, okay, I guess I don't agree with them anymore <laughs> because of something they did. I was like, oh well, alright, guys. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Like it definitely felt like um, they were doing such a yeah. good job. Like who's right, who's wrong, and then suddenly they were like, oh, I guess they're wrong. <laughs> so yeah, uh, that's probably one of my biggest problems with the series is that it's too short. I don't blame the series itself. I blame the studio because coming from. Uh, Star Cinema. Yeah. Uh, not, not, to call, not to call anyone out, but like, there's, there's really like behind the scenes. Like, there's a lot of like, we only have this much money, yeah. you know. Like, our data says that this is the only way that it's gonna make money, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. So it's not like they crashed Disney Plus with one division. I don't know. Like, they probably shot a lot of it already, and they were just mm-hmm. wrapping it up. That's why they couldn't adjust it. Um, so it, it's it's frustrating, but also I, I get it, uh, and it's something that they have to adjust for Captain America Four. So. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and parang, yun na nga, parang 
I think it's really something that they should look into once they start producing the next. I mean, as they continue producing the next series here. I mean, although, siempre the other series will be introducing new characters, so it might be completely different, um, like shows altogether versus yeah. like already the ones we already have with uh, Scarlet Witch and Captain America and uh, Loki. But yeah, I, I I hope they do something about that. Anyone else regarding the whole pacing issue? Uh, nothing about. That. I needed more. Not yeah. Definitely, <laughs> definitely. We need more. more. This is why we hate mandates. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I actually have a feeling. Well, coming from the information that was just shared, that there was a mandate for six hours. I feel that was um, that was given to them first, and then okay, right against this, as opposed to they write the story as they would, and then hey, it so happens it fixed in six hours, so let's make yeah. it like this, which I feel really limits the creative output, and limits how we can see these characters grow and develop the way that we would like them to as viewers. In terms of pacing, um, I guess not to compare, but for example, Daredevil, uh, <laughs> greatest show ever. I mean, gosh, you guys should get on it. Daredevil is so good, and the way it's written, yeah. it, it's actually a slow burn. It's pretty slow in terms of pace, but you never get bored because you follow the characters so closely. And I feel, as opposed to, hey, right again, six hours. I feel that that show, uh, in in contrast, was written, and then hey, okay, let's make it like this because this is how we recommend it to go. So yeah, I I really hope that they fix this pacing moving forward. Probably not in this first phase of Disney Plus shows, especially since I'm I'm sure they were all affected shot, by the yep. pandemic, yeah. and they've they've already been shot and they're already post production. So maybe for the next phase, let's see. All right. So aside from the whole pacing issue, uh, I guess let's talk about the bigger issues, Muna. I guess that they talked about on here, and I really think that it's such a timely show to put out especially coming from the Trump era in the US and all the other modern social issues it's it's i feel like it's just a really great um parang great way to continue the Captain America franchise legacy of putting those issues up front and we see it early on in the maybe second episode or third episode byon where you know um Sam and Bucky were just walking on the street mm-hmm. and the police yeah. came up and you know Bucky, it's si Bucky pala talaga yung hinuhuli nila and like but then that kind of um feeling that Sam had even though he was already like Falcon or he's an Avenger in general parang nandoon pa rin yung parang I, I don't know what what the ter- the correct term for it is they see like, the race first before the man yeah um, racial profiling Yep. Yeah. I mean, that just makes it even more relevant because, you know, um, I feel like the Captain America franchise, of course, with Steve Rogers in the front, is very, like, white or, like, white-leaning. And mm-hmm. to have these characters um, at the forefront, Sam Wilson especially, is what America needs to see. Um, yeah. That, I guess translate into further on in the story as well. Um, any thoughts on that? Um, well, I think like everyone felt this frustration at the start of the series where Sam gives the shield to the Smithsonian and you're, you yeah. know, I'm sure everybody was just screaming, no, stop it. But like, I think <laughs> we all just like Steve and Bucky had no idea 
of like that burden onto Sam, a, a black man living in America, carrying mm-hmm. the title of America. I, I think it's it's such a grand concept that we, especially as non-Americans, can't really fully understand. Um, and I think the show does a good job also in explaining that um, privileged ignorance to Bucky, for example, and then more so to us as well. Um, I'm happy that he explained it in such a way. And it, it was very nice then to see, I think, like how non-toxic that discussion went between the two of them. Mm-hmm. Um, Bucky being understanding and realizing that he has no idea about those repercussions because even if he was a straight up like murderer in his past people still accept him on some level because of his skin tone um, because he's white because of his history and all of that but sam does not have the luxury of the man can't even get a loan from the bank for crying out loud so all of these things i think were well done i think like palatable to the market as well it's not like Um, forced down your throat kind of thing which is very natural with how the story progressed and I hope we see more of that moving forward as well because I don't think the racial um, undertones of Captain America will cease after the series I think we'll just continue to see more of it as the movies progress and I'm excited to see what hopefully stronger messages Marvel can say about these issues and it's like definitely gonna be bigger now that I mean spoiler alert for people who haven't watched but I'm sure you probably have watched if you're watching or listening to this uh, <laughs> I mean Sam becomes Captain America and right. Captain America <laughs> as a black man is definitely something not a lot of people will like I feel like even in yeah, the yeah. real world people are, there are some people who reacted negatively to this mm-hmm. and that will just be I guess uh, explored even further <laughs> there and magandang i think one of the best scenes that show that um parang racial undertones is in the bank nga, as paula mentioned where the guy was like oh you're the falcon let me take a selfie with you and then he goes on to reject him parang the difference of like being a token or just a celebrity because and just so happening to be black but then still being treated like a black man <laughs> Otherwise, parang that just speaks about what struggle um, people may go through. And he's already an Avenger. He's the Falcon. What more yeah. the other people who are just normal people, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, yeah I guess adding to that, um, I re- I recall when they first made Sam Captain America in the comic. And I guess it's a very niche market, of course, to talk to comic book readers. But even then, there was such a public outcry. Yeah. Um, it was it was unavoidable. And I think that was what Marvel wanted to do for the comic back then, to show a Captain America that upholds these ideals and values of what America should be. And it doesn't have to be rooted in a race or a, a man who is white with blonde hair and blue eyes. And I think what makes it so, all the more powerful is they're translating these same arguments and pushing it to a, a, a media that's even more mainstream, which can reach so many more people. So I know there's not a lot of people who read comics, and um, Cap- Captain America being Sam Wilson is news to most people. So now that this argument is out there being talked about more, I think that's a huge, huge, huge win for Marvel in terms of bringing these, uh, these arguments outright and saying, hey, maybe we should start 
thinking about these kinds of things because people really they, they go through problems like this every day. Yeah. And it's just really refreshing to see it in a in a show that's so mainstream and so Disneyfied, you know. So it, it's just really great. So yeah. And Captain yeah, America one, swearing yeah. is great. Oh, sorry. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's true, though. <laughs> But you know, that's actually one of the things I really loved then about the episode. Because one of the biggest things that came out of Endgame where people were arguing, why did Steve give it to Sam and not Bucky, Bucky's yeah. friend? I was like, and I'm, was, that, I was really looking forward to how will the show deal with this? Mm. And they went to this wing, getting from the comics, getting from real life, showing that wh- why Sam was the perfect person, was the right person, rather. But there was still... There are some repercussions into why this may be a problem, and they really took great care into tell, telling that part of it. Yeah. That, they were so careful, and they, they had to explain that it doesn't really matter what the color of your skin was, but it really is because Sam was a good person, yeah. a good man, a good man also. But they so so <laughs> that he was a good man. But it's good nga, that they took this avenue, like they, nga, like John said, Marvel took the chance. Let us tell this story because it does matter yeah. even more Especially so now. right now. Right now, yeah. it really matters now. So, like, I don't like everything just came together for Marvel. Talaga, it was a great chance, and I'm glad that they told told it. Maybe fast paced, but at least yeah. they were able to tell it to, on a very grand scale. Yeah, yeah, very grand scale. So, imagine if this was a movie, like I don't know how, I know, but now it is Too a short. series. <laughs> yeah, definitely. Is, now mm-hmm. that it's a series, we get to. Watch and then think, really reflect on it each yeah. every week, to see why it's important to have these discussions and why it was really important. Why it really does matter that Sam is now the new Captain America. Yeah. So thank you. Was, yeah, I thought it was a nice touch then for Bucky to imply that he and Steve discussed it before Steve yeah. left. It wasn't just a decision made by Steve. I think. Yeah. That was really great to hear because so many people were arguing why didn't he choose Bucky to be the new cap, and obviously the boy is too traumatized to hold any type of big responsibility like that. Boy, he's 100 <laughs> years old. It's <laughs> <laughs> a child, <laughs> um, but yeah, I I really appreciated that. And again, um, just and Bucky, I think showing that need for therapy and need for closure is something that. It was was fresh to see um, with Marvel. Definitely. I'm very very yeah. happy that that's another issue that they were able to sort of show. I mean, I feel like mm. kulang parin ng konte, but it's it's out there and that's what's important. I mean. Yeah. I think I also liked how the bigger like societal problems were well reflected in the internal struggles of the characters, yeah. um, especially with Sam. Um, given that he knew how horrible the backlash would be if he had taken up the shield right away. And yeah. I think there was a moment that he really doubted himself that he was worthy of it. Mm-hmm. Like he felt this need that he needed to earn that recognition from other people as opposed to like um, that Mr. Walker that they just gave it to and everyone just like accepted him with open arms kind of thing. Oh. But Sam felt like he needed to earn something. <laughs> and if you go back to like the history of Sam's character, what else does he need to do, right? Yeah. Um, he's totally already earned it, but the problem guys how society is going to view him so i think it was really important then for sam to go on this journey also that he was able to see, see it's not it's not that he earned it through the show but he saw that he already earned it yeah prior Definitely. to everything yeah. and there's a reason that steve gave it to him and this is the only 
part where he was really able to understand that he deserves the shield and he's earned it way more than more than he thinks he does and i think it's also important because going back to how steve met sam was that he was helping out with if i'm not mistaken like rehabilitation of so yeah. for yeah. veterans yeah Mm-mm. for veterans so i think that's a really interesting point that that's the new captain america as well like somebody yeah. who helps with like therapy with of veterans and helping people get over something really traumatic yeah yeah I actually Gosh, really like the show. Oh, sorry. sorry. <laughs> no, no, I'm just comedy. I love this show so much. <laughs> uh, that that whole uh, idea of Sam being like an expert on uh, kind of comforting and be just being with you know people who are traumatized. I think that's also like perfect because you know uh, Walker, who ends up becoming again spoilers if you haven't seen the show, he ends up becoming U.S. agent. Um, is essentially you know a traumatized soldier as well. I was so. Hmm. Um, ready to hate this guy because he looked like Casey Neistat. I was like, oh my god, he's gonna be a bad guy. <laughs> like when he came out, you just see his, you just see his chin, and I was like, it's Casey it's, Neistat. And I'm like, oh, face. it's not, it's not him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> what, like, I was so funny because when he first appeared, I immediately thought it was Casey Neistat. And then I, I looked it up, and I was like, oh, it's Kurt Russell's son. Kurt Russell, sorry. Yeah, Wyatt Russell. And I, one of the first things I read about him was that he auditioned to be Captain America first when, you know, first yeah. Avenger came out, yeah. was rejected. And now Marvel was like, okay, we need a guy to play Captain America who's not good but at not being Captain, Captain America. America. And then they, they were like, hey, remember that guy who had a really bad audition being Captain America? <laughs> Let's get that guy. Like, it's so funny to me. Uh, yeah. But that, that kind of encompasses his character, his character too. He's like the second-rate Captain America, yeah. which is so perfect. Yeah. And like his a really... Lazada Captain America. Yeah, exactly. Of... Uh, <laughs> yeah. Well, and uh, what do you call this? When, well, his first interactions with Sam, I think, are really so interesting because I like how they didn't make it such that he was just like, I hate you. Sam yeah. was just like, I don't like you. Sam, Sam was willing to give him a chance. And, and like, see uh walker he was he was a douche but he wasn't like a bad person which yeah. is really important to me because i think that's kind of how racism at least from from uh what we hear obviously we're not americans but yeah. that's kind of how racism is now it's yeah. like very subtle and it's very like not like in your face like i don't want you to be captain america it's just like you would be a great captain america but i'm a better captain america yeah. <laughs> right for for this reason this reason this reason and he's like saying all of these supposedly objective reasons why he's the better Captain America. But I think we all realize like he's really saying you can't be Captain America because you're black and I'm, you know, and I look yeah. like Captain America. So it, it's really interesting. The, 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 the uh, racial politics that happened in the show, because I really do think, although again, it's not perfect. They only had six yeah. hours. It's so difficult, but they did a pretty good job, all things considered. And, and they didn't, there wasn't any harmful message, which I think is the most important thing mm-hmm. when it yeah. comes to that. So, yeah, really good job, Kevin Feige and Co. And the entire series is directed by a woman, and I think yes. it shows. Yes. I think it shows because yes. it, all of the scenes are handled with so much more care. And I'm not trying mm. to like profile like oh, female director is like it, it's more like oh, obviously she understands it better. Like I think she's a lot more skilled when it comes to that thing, probably because uh, she pays attention to those things more. So yeah, it's awesome. Now I Casey Neistat as Captain America Casey stuck in my head. Neistat. I'm so sorry. I know, right? in my head now. I'm sorry. I didn't realize. I thought it was like a well-known thing. That was like what me and my friends immediately. It's Casey Neistat. Oh, it's not Casey Neistat. But Wyatt Russell was amazing. He was. He did a great. Was great. Job. He did a he really great. great job. Does not deserve the hate. Yeah, he was definitely not. Happening. I mean, I guess that speaks about how well he portrayed it mm. because 
it translated to people hating him and not the character. It's horrible, though. <laughs> I know. But I mean, I guess bouncing off of that conversation about John F. Walker, ang ganda para again as we were speaking about earlier. Like, who is the villain here, really? Is it the guy trying to be the next Captain it's America? Is it, it's you know, America. Is it, um, it's America. It's America. Um, the system. It's like, is it the flag smashers? Is it, uh, ayun, there's a lot of, um, there's a lot packed into that. And I think that's what makes it really great. I think um, Paula mentioned this a while back, even when the, parang the first time John Walker debuted as Captain America na this is what America thinks they are and Steve Rogers is what America wants to be and mm. like now that we see Sam Wilson as Captain America parang this is what America needs that yeah, kind of conversation for, between yeah. all three versions uh, if, you, if you can call it that is a nice way of putting it yeah um, anything to add to that Paula I think <laughs> point <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh no, I mean like when I first saw John Walker's character, immediately I was like, oh, this is a dude who has like BLM in his profile, but then says the N-word behind his back, you know, all, all those things. And I think it's a per actually, to be quite honest, he is very much a perfect representation of who America is. Mm-hmm. So, you yes. know, it's a good like mirror to hold, I guess, in front of America's face. Like you guys would like to think that you stand for freedom and all of those really when you guys have a little taste of power, you abuse it to the nth degree. Um, which was great with how they showed Walker's journey like that. Um, and I, I don't really have anything else to say. I mean, the show was so well done in that respect that we know that Walker isn't a bad, like evil kind of world domination dude, but yeah. he is bad in his own respect. And that makes you kind of think about your own biases and how you treat people who you might think are lesser than you with how he treated Sam. I mean, it was horrible for him to say that I need Captain America's wingman as if that's the only Oof. thing that Sam is or yeah. that Bucky was just Steve's best friend. Like, they were so much more than that. And that's what mm. Steve has always acknowledged the man, that they were his partners. He never, ever saw himself as, like, above everyone else. And that's what Sam is as well. You know? So, yeah. It's okay, this is what American society or the American government has ingrained in this person to be feeling this way and acting this way towards everyone else. Especially in that scene in uh, um, where the Dora Milahe came out and he was like, you don't have jurisdiction here. But like, why mm-hmm. does he have jurisdiction in another country, right? Yeah. At the same time. So For the, the record, he doesn't. Exactly. Yes, Sal. <laughs> Hit him with that law. Yes. Uh, you you know, should be Captain America. Wait. <laughs> Oh, that was great though when they faced off the I always just call them the Wakandan army. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um, and then he realizes that he sucks. Yeah. <laughs> they don't even have oh, they're not even so bad. Super soldiers, yeah. Right? They're not even mm-hmm. super soldiers, and he lost horribly. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Also great to see. Throughout the series, though, I was one of the people that like really sympathized with with him in this in in a way. Yeah. Because I really felt so like man this guy like he was just a side like he always did what he was told right three medal of honors blah, blah blah whatever and he was always just like i will go where i'm told to go and i do in a way he's in a way he's steve just like it came out a little bit wrong you know what i mean like steve came out the perfect gingerbread man and why it's like he was burned a little bit he's got a little That's bit of a version, right like yeah 
but, 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 but you thing. know what I mean? Like, I, I, what I like about him is that, for me at least, it's like if Captain America didn't like maybe get such a good support system around him, if Captain <laughs> America didn't get like such, you know, like if he, if he, if just a few things went wrong for, yeah. for uh, Rogers, maybe he would have ended up like that. We don't know. So that's why I was, I always thought to myself, please don't make him just be a bad guy. Yeah. Like, I'm just bad yeah. for the sake of being bad. Oh, I'm traumatized, you know. Again, spoilers. My best friend passed away. Now I'm evil. And I'm so happy that it, it was a little abrupt. Again, going back to like, it was just six hours. He just kind of did a 180 yeah. in the last yeah. episode. Like, oh, yeah. I'm not evil anymore. But it's like, uh, I, it, was the, it was the end that I wanted for him. But I just wish that they showed it a little bit more. Uh, yeah. He expounded on it. Out, yeah. I think that's, that's true for a lot of the other characters in the series that aren't Falcon and Bucky. Like the... Leader of the Flag Smashers. What's her name? Um, Carly. Carly. Yeah. Well, favorite Carly. character. I'm kind of moving okay. away from the topic. I was trying Carly. not to, <laughs> not to mention that. But <laughs> Sorry, but yeah, go ahead, Jolo. I was uh, I moved away a little bit. Oh, you, you're in the right track, man. Uh, yeah, I mean, I guess let's go to the Flag Smashers now. <laughs> not our favorite Carly, Jeff. Great Jeff. <laughs> a different Carly. Uh, I know. In that conversation about who the villain is, uh, a big antagonist, quote-unquote antagonist here is, are the Flag Smashers, who are pretty much trying to make the world a better place, but yeah. in, their, in their own little, not-so-little way that uh, they were able to do it. Um, ayon, Paula has, I feel like Paula is... Lots of feelings. Lots of feelings, <laughs> I think. Thank you guys. Okay. <laughs> I mean, like, ideologically... What the Flag Smashers are fighting for, I think, is correct. I mean, that's the reason why so many people were attracted to their cause in the first place, as what Sam mentioned um, in the show. And as my problem is with a lot of people who are fighting for what's right, it's always how they present themselves, I think, that's frustrating to me. Um, Because they always go to the extreme, and I think that's where the Flag Smashers went wrong. They went to an extremist way, which is never the right thing to do when you sacrifice your own ideals for you to be heard then that's there's something wrong there um so it's hard for me to view them as a villain it's easy for me to not like them but it's hard for me to view them as the villain when they were fighting for what they also believed to be true and it it was like correct naman um all of these displaced people with nowhere to go and the government was basically ignoring them that's a story we've heard in history time and time again and nobody fights for them and these people presented themselves to them as a savior of sorts you know so they're great i just don't like the actress of carly <laughs> hated her since um solo a star wars story and hated her still um so i don't think they really did her character justice in the end Wait, but i was she was one. Infest Nest. Yeah. The, the, the same character. She was the same character. Same idea. See? Yeah. So I don't know the organization. I don't know if she was she's a good actress or she's just annoying. <laughs> but that is just me. There's something about her voice that makes me want to grate my ears just so I won't listen to her. <laughs> yeah. That's Maybe me. that was the effect she was trying to put out. Maybe. I don't know. I don't know. I think it's just me who has this intense dislike to be quite honest but it's really nice that they put some kind of antagonist like this now you can't help but also like 
sympathize with them because you know that what they're standing for is what's actually right. And yeah. what's right and wrong in this current world post-blip and even right now in the post-Trump era, uh, current Duterte era, you know, what's right and wrong? What's right for us might not be what other people believe are right and vice yeah. versa, diba? So parang, ang gandang, uh, and how do you make people believe that, oh, you're on the right track, but can you like tone it down a bit or can you work together so we can like, because Sam also is a displaced person and he yeah. came back from the blip, but he doesn't necessarily present himself that way and he wants the change to happen as well, not just as a black person, but as uh, one of the people who came back, right? So yeah. that, the the difference or the contrast between the two are really nice and yon any other flag smashers content we want to talk about content content i guess uh, one interesting tidbit that i found um, nice about the show especially the the earlier episodes before carly went you know crazy and blew up that building spoiler alert uh, was that we yeah we were presented with with characters and groups and factions that were that actually spoke uh, truth Especially since, like, hey, I'm the hero of my story, and that was applied across all. And for the first few episodes, the the clashing ideals were basically John Walker and the Flag Smashers, and mm-hmm. Sam was in the middle. And uh, I think that was a nice way to bring the story forward. That Sam and Bucky were here trying to 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 mediate between the two and see a compromise on which which ideal or what what solution can we do to make sure that everything goes according to the plan. And I think that was. The bulk of Sam's speech in the end, which I absolutely loved and adored, well, but yeah, that that was really great. Until of course we presented that oh, Carly's the bad guy because she blew up this and nothing. And then, there you go, we have a villain in the story. So it was it was good while it lasted, but um, I guess the flag smashers at the start were very um, you could see yourself with them. Okay, maybe I agree with these people until they started killing people. So, but I mean, I understand why Carly went to that direction. Yeah. In the end, mm. diba? Because she, at yeah. every turn where she thought she could no make a difference, diba? Yeah. She was always cut short and she would, she'd started to get desperate and like maybe the only way they will listen is if I kill a bunch of people, you know, which is wrong, yeah. but you understand where she's coming from. Definitely, definitely. Yeah. Yeah. I, I 100% agree with Jones. Like, I was, I was with it. Like I was like, yeah, flag smashers. Name kind of sucks, but yeah. <laughs> like I, I totally, I totally agreed with Sam Wilson. I was like, that's the name they came up with. Not I know. Flag smashers, but okay. <laughs> Maganda sure. naman yung tagline nila, so it's fine. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So I was like, okay, great cool. tagline. Yeah, and like, uh, I guess I didn't have the same thing with Paula. I love, I like the Scottish accent, so I was like, yeah, it's like Merida from Breathe, but but. Evil. Oh no, I don't like her. Also. <laughs> oh yeah, see, I think it's the hair. It's, Paula. Yeah, it's like no, 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 no. no. No, but because Paula likes Weasley, so it's not their hair. Can't yeah. Uh, but anyway, so yeah, I was I was with it, and then just like jumps, they blow up the building in that <laughs> one. Like, oh, okay. I was like, oh. what? <laughs> oh Wait, my god! Second. I guess they're the bad guys. I, we fight for equality. <laughs> we fight for this. Let me burn down this building with people still inside. <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, it's 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 frustrating because like you you hate to see the marginalized people in a TV show act that way, right? Like, oh, yeah. she's not, not marginalized the same sa- the way Sam is, but she's marginalized in a completely different way. Yeah. Um, she's a refugee, essentially. And, like, a lot of her associates are also refugees. Um, and suddenly, they just, like, it's... 
it apart from her all her associates i actually like i want to know their stories more yeah. in a way because mm. they're they're sensible you know when she goes like this is the only way that they're gonna listen they all look at her like really crazy i want to know i want to know what happened to harley also to, to make her think that way because uh i'd like to think that most human beings wouldn't be like they're not listening better result to violence like it takes a lot for a person to be pushed to that edge and i wish they explored mm. that more but the, again no time we need a villain and then the end she just dies like she literally it's like the most anti-climax that oh That's she got true. shot captain you know the super soldier serum doesn't make you immune to bullets then she just dies in the arms of sam which inspires him to make the speech in a way and, and that's also like kind of oh, it's a very wonder woman moment yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was yeah. speech though yeah Great no speech. yeah, yeah much exactly. better was, speech but was, it was definitely still, i mean yeah. a speech will not solve like the world's problems and exactly. that's how it was kind of presented as and i think like that's see cells nodding because i was about to say i the thing that i wanted to know after Falcon made that speech was like, okay, I want to know what policy they're going to reenact. Like, I want to know what oh, law yeah, they're going to pass yeah. to <laughs> fix this because like, or maybe like, maybe it just opens up negotiations because one of the, one of the amazing things that they point out, that Sam points out is that why are the white people making the decision? <laughs> America making the decision for the rest of the country? Like, what about, what about me? Why is there no like black person in your little circle meeting, mm. like Dr. Strangelove meeting room? Like, you know, so, it, just that alone made me go like that. That's a good point. I, I wish that they had explored more. I wish obviously there was more time to discuss these things. Maybe Captain America four. I don't know, but hmm. uh, that that's how I feel about the flags measures in general. Sorry. Probably because they just they hired they put in the Philippines there and they called it a day. We are represented. Good. Yeah. Like, like, yeah. Hey, look, Asian. Yeah. Let's go. We got an Asian. We're good. Yep. And congratulations to Shanti Dope. I know, right? Yeah. Ah. His song's fire. Uh, I got. I re- I literally stopped watching the episode. I think I messaged Paula. <laughs> yeah, he did. Like, oh my gosh, Shanti Dope is here. And then I went ahead and messaged him. And I was like, oh my gosh. I, I messaged the manager. I was like, oh, and this is the Winter Falcon and Winter Soldier. Yung, ano. And they didn't know also that it was oh. that show that they were going to put it into. That's um, so nice. They just, That's so cool. Um, Backstory, then, I guess. Um. They just got an email from Marvel Studios, uh, the sound wow. person or the music coordinator, and they just approached them for a Marvel project, undisclosed what they were going to use it for, and then not even telling them what episode it's going to be on, etc. Et yeah, <laughs> Can you imagine? So, hey, we just got an email from Marvel. From I know. Just that <laughs> yeah, thought. Like, chills. Good day. This is Marvel Studios. And you're like, what? what? <laughs> No, no, it's not. No, it's not. (laughs) You probably think it was a prank. My name is Henry Jackman. Wait, what? (laughs) Excuse me? (laughs) But it was interesting because what's the name of that place again? Madripoor. Yeah, Madripoor is supposed to be under Singapore. But Mm -hmm. I guess they moved it to... Which makes more sense, quite honestly, for like a really shady island to be in our country. (laughs) (laughs) It makes more sense. I think it's in Indonesia. Indonesia yeah. area. Yeah. I mentioned it's Indonesia. Yeah. Uh-uh. But I think, I don't know, based on Google searches, Filipino is really one of the languages used yeah. in that or that yeah. uh, place. So some people because they were arguing na parang, oh, it's wrong representation. They're supposed to be Indonesia, but they use a Tagalog. So I'm mm-hmm. like, no, I'm going to fight for Shanti Dope. <laughs> 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 especially coming from the government coming for Shanti Dope, 
mm-hmm. like two years mm-hmm. ago. That was like big work struggle that I had. Not gonna lie. And uh, yun, it was just nice seeing that sort of redemption. Hey, we're in a Marvel Studios uh, yeah. project yeah. now. What's up, um, Pidea? <laughs> <laughs> I think you'd say that's pretty dope. Oh, okay. okay moving on now. Oh. Moving on, I guess. Sorry. Now that we're in Madrid, I've Port. missed your humor, Joe. <laughs> Sorry, you invited me. <laughs> <laughs> Ayon, uh, we also see the return of Baron Zemo and Sharon Carter in the show, yeah. which is Baron Zemo. A nice way to see um, returning characters who have really been fleshed out into another show. Although I would argue that. Sharon Carter wasn't really fleshed out here yet. Yeah. At least her motivations. Yeah. Like, hinting at it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Parang so far, kasi she's always been that. Oh, hey, I'm gonna help you. I'm a super secret agent, shield agent. Yeah. Now I'm in the CIA. Yeah. Had now, a weird thing with Steve Rogers. We don't talk about that. I know. <laughs> Slightly incestuous. But... Yeah, I know. Yeah. Yun, parang I, at least now seeing the bigger picture of them making her. The power broker gives her something to do. <gasps> Spoiler. Like um, more than just being that other yeah. chick on the side, na who just happens to be Peggy Carter's niece. Hmm. And I mean, because in the comics, she does play a bigger role, uh, yep. being Steve's wife at some point, yeah. um, and all of those things. But it's nice that they're putting that kind of trajectory with uh, Sharon Carter's character. And I really do like Emily Van Camp yeah. after Revenge, especially. Um, well, that's the only other thing she's big, parang known for aside from yeah. Sharon Carter. But uh, it's always nice to see her. Um, thoughts on the whole... And it's super unfleshed out. I'm not fleshed out so well. The whole uh, power broker story. Like, oh, she just was revealed as a power broker. Although, marami nang, like... Um, I guess clues in the beginning, but that was kind of like yeah. random. Yeah. Uh, hey, Carly, I'm gonna shoot you because you found out my secret. <laughs> and that's she always how it knew, right? Diba? She always yeah. knew. Yeah, they were in cahoots. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So yeah, when, um, go for that. Yeah. Um, with regards to the Sharon thing, because I was watching Endgame a couple of months back, and part of the list, diba, they had like the, these whole holograms of the people who were part of um, the snap, and Sharon was one of them. So, she could not have had, or she could not have had built her empire in Madripoor if she was, diba, she was snapped. So, it makes me think, is this really Sharon Carter, or is this um, a scroll? A scroll. Uh. Oh my god. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Like I want to believe because it's it's not her. Like there's more to it. Like I think Marvel intended it this way na let's put her forward like this, but it's not really gonna be her in the background. Yeah. Like I, I'm I'm I want to say there is more to it. Yeah. Which is why it's gonna lead into Secret Invasion to Armor Wars and Captain yeah. America 4, whatever. But because I I, I'm fine with Sharon being the power broker, like fine. But I just don't like how they presented it that way. Mm. It felt too. Yeah. It sure it was obvious, but you could have written it better. Chaka bakit, ba? Like from yeah. her history, like why did why did it turn out this way? How did she get the America. And now hearing from Paula na na blip palasya no, now it really doesn't make much sense now. So I want to believe there is really more to it. Yeah. But yeah, I, I will. I want to see where they will go with this. Because a lot of people were surprised, like 
surprised but not surprised because the, the crews were there, yeah. but we didn't want to accept it. And surprise, yeah. it's there now. So I hope they, they they flesh this out more in the future in whatever direction they decide, either it's season two or uh, another movie. And on that note, speaking of, I mean, that's a really great insight, Paula, na parang maybe she is a Skrull and how much more, how many more Skrulls have they planted throughout the 10-year history of the MCU once they reveal the secret invasion? And that's gonna be like a super big event for sure. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, <laughs> that's something to ask or to look out for in the next few TV shows and films. So, yeah. Um, any other thoughts? Sharon Carter, Baron Zemo. Joms has a lot of thoughts on Baron Zemo. Oh, well, Baron Zemo's great. Yes, he is. Uh, <laughs> yes, he is. Well, I guess the way they handled his character for Civil War was the way the movie needed it to be. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he was done quite well there. But, of course, that, that comic book nerd in me wanted to see Baron Zemo in Hall's glory. And we got it in this show. Which I don't think makes that much sense. Because his character feels very different from the movie. Like, where did his Sokovian, I, I love my family, I hate you all, kind of, you know, background go. Melted but it's in the prison. There. But, yeah, maybe he left it in prison. But I, I don't care because he was great. <laughs> and I think he, he, was, he was able to provide that, that, um, that cog that both Bucky and Sam needed to take their stories forward. Um, Zemo wasn't in this in this show to, to have his own story. Definitely not. Yep, he was there for for fan service and to move the story forward, and he did that role really well. So absolutely amazing. Um, we will see. He's gonna be. He's gonna be back. He will be back. I am well, sure of it. We need more Daniel totally. Brule in our lives. I think, definitely Thunderbolts. It's coming. Yes. <laughs> yes. And I don't care what anyone says. Season three, episode three was my favorite. Dancing Zemo was the Dancing best Zemo. <laughs> Dancing Zemo was great. I love the discussion in five, the speech in six, but nothing's gonna beat Dancing Zemo. I'm sorry. <laughs> I will not I will not change my mind. It's the Agatha all along of um Falcon. <laughs> I, I, I agree, yeah. yeah. Um yeah, I mean there's much more to be told, I feel. And they're just, you know, leaving all these like seeds for potential growth in the years to come. And that's what's also really nice. Uh, it's really kind of playing out kind of like in a comic universe where you can just pull everyone out when yeah. you need them to and they can play their role in it and then they're going to have their own thing. And, you know, the passing of the mantle is also a great way for the MCU to continue to evolve in the mm. next few years. Because, you know, um, it's like, okay, superhero, so many things. But how how much more can we take when you don't change it up like this, right? Yeah. Yun, um, any other, what other things can we discuss about the show that we have not discussed yet? I um, love Batroc. I love that he's just become oh, a staple villain in the Captain America I know. series. <laughs> he's I so good. Dead. I hope he's yeah. not dead. I just dead. want him to be in every Captain America hand. movie. <laughs> I'm such yeah. a big fan of GSP as like an MMA yeah. fighter. Exactly. He's such, he's such a nice guy, and then he's makes such a good like evil villain. God, yeah. I really, I really hope he's not dead because he didn't even get the leap. He didn't get the I leap. Know. I know. Yeah. And every time I, I, every time I see his name, in the, in the art, yeah, yeah, I'm just like, oh man, it's him, the leper. I mean, the leaper. It's hard to <laughs> the <be> leper. <laughs> wow. Very, He'd be a great villain if he was the leper. I know. I was very. <laughs> 
I always get confused, but yeah, I I hope. I just he had such a bad death. I really hope that's not the way. He, I know. He yeah, I know. Him. But it's funny because Batroc in the comics is such a like a lame villain, and he's so he's, he's so presented he's so, so yeah. well in the Captain America series. His big mustache. Yes. <laughs> Ayun. and uh, I guess if there's nothing else we want to discuss, final question is how do we relate this to our lives? I guess in our context, because it's this so American. Parang there's such an American. Obviously, it's a Captain America story, but you know, in these times, like, what can we take from this? Na, um, it, that's such a big question. But what can we take from this, especially now in this world that we live in? <laughs> and I mean, very Miss Universe question. It's kind of hard wow. to answer. Get up. Straight up. <laughs> so we will just leave that as a question to ponder on. Oh, okay. 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 Oh, okay. <laughs> I need beer to answer slight, this question. I have, sli- I have a slight comment with that, though. I think mm-hmm. it goes to the question of who makes decisions for us. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess, oh man, if you get me talking about international law, we're not going to end. We <laughs> um, talked about like who are the people who make the decisions that run our lives. Um, mm-hmm. These are people who are very detached. Um, who gets a seat at the table. Um, we have a lot of different, let's say, international treaties, conventions that supposedly protect rights, but are they actually doing that? Whose rights are they protecting? So it goes into a lot of those questions. And I think that was one of the most interesting parts of Falcon and the Winter Soldier for me. It does bring up that question, like, does it mean that now that Sam is, the ca- is Captain America, does that mean that more people will get a seat at the table or will nothing change? Will he just be a symbol? So I think those are things that they can delve into in the future episodes. And another thing I also, on a more personal note, another thing I really appreciated was also the emphasis on mental health. Yes. Um, especially for yep. Bucky. Um, although for me, um, from what I really wanted in the finale was I kind of wanted Bucky to have one last session with his therapist. Just yeah. Like, uh, I agree. Yeah. That, that would be nice. For closure, yeah. yeah. Because he just like left a gift for her, left the book, which was yeah. nice. But then like, dude, you need to talk about everything that happened. <laughs> we need yeah. to process this, man. Like, I have even a family now. Sam, yeah, even if you were with Sam, like that doesn't count as post-processing with your therapist. Mm-hmm. So yeah. I kind of hope that Bucky goes back to therapy. I hope they all go to therapy. Yeah, I think they Actually, all need Wanda needs to go to therapy. Wanda tomorrow, definitely yeah. needs to go to therapy. Someone take her, please. <laughs> Does her doctor realize that, that she has a relic right now? She has Steve's notebook. I know, right? I can't believe oh. Bucky just gave it. Nga, eh? Yeah, we put it in the Smithsonian or something. And then lahat ng mga ano, Steve's notebook. Yeah. Star Wars, <laughs> Trek. Yeah, Thai food. But he has read The Hobbit when it was first released. Yeah! I, yeah. I quickly double checked if so it was sick. true. Yeah. yeah. It's funny because, like, in fan fiction universe, that's a very well stated fact that The Hobbit came out during their time. So it's funny to me that like, they put that in the actual universe, something that was so very cool. ingrained in it. It would be cool if they like, met Tolkien. Ooh, what if? What if? What if Sharon did? Uh, what if, what Sharon? if uh, That's what made her Peggy, evil. Peggy, That's what made her evil. Peggy, Peggy. What if Peggy did? <laughs> what if? What if? They'll address that. Uh, in what what if. If. Ah, that maybe is. in what if. Well, that maybe in what be. if. That'd be such a that'd be such a strange thing. Like, yeah, can you imagine Peggy being, at, being at the pitch meeting? Like, what if? Where <laughs> <laughs> I guess uh, what Chola said. What? How does this relate? I guess what really resonated with me, talaga, was it was Bucky's explanation in episode five, is how he never realized 
what repercussions it would be to give the shield to a black man. I guess I really relate that because I am white also. Like I never realized how because all I think all I all I was picturing in my mind was why Sam not Bucky when, but I never realized the racial issues that go behind that. And I really appreciated that they addressed this Bucky in a very good, very good conversation. Hindi so it wasn't uh it wasn't so fiery, good. it wasn't heated. Now he understands it. Now he's really he really thought about it, really processed. And he that he also brought it up with Steve. And even that even Bucky is still thinking about it. As, yeah. especially until now. So seeing that I hope a lot of people like me na are on a place of privilege, whether it's because of their standing in life, whether the color of their skin, na understand na some people are go have it differently, mm. and yeah, they are trying to make a difference. Then, but sometimes it's not gonna work. Yeah. yeah but that privilege really has uh, different faces, mm-hmm. and I hope people realize that. That's something I hope I try to face every day. Na there are some people who are who are not as lucky whether it's because they're displaced by the blip or it's the same problems that has been going back years before like Isaiah Bradley mm. like he's been gone he's gone through so much yeah. and thanks to Sam he's finally getting the justice that he the respect and recognition that he deserves yeah, yeah. I do the OC hope- erasure yeah. like was a very subtle but I think important mention <laughs> then in this series that there's even in like real America, there's so much that POCs and Black people in particular have contributed to their society that so many people don't know about. Yeah. The same thing with us. Like I think there's so many people who are like whose stories haven't been told and have been like abused or like oppressed by people of power. Nah, it, that's definitely something to think about then on our end. Is it just me though, or is like I say a Bradley's exhibit in the Captain America Museum kind of like at the far back? It yeah. seemed like they traveled quite a lot before they got yeah. there. But, yeah. you know, that was just the rest of the awesome scene, though. Can you guys do this like quickly? Yeah. Like, oh, yes, well, there's space in the layout. <laughs> chop, chop, let's go! Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm Captain yeah. America now. Yeah. It was great. Oh, that <laughs> yeah. was such a nice scene, though, when he first like, said, so nice. I'm Captain it, America. Yeah. It was a good catharsis. Yeah. yeah really it's nice because, like, one of the lines he says in the speech is that like, w- like our people have fought and bled for this country, and I'm not gonna let anyone tell me that I can't fight yeah. for it all yeah. of a sudden. And it's such a, uh, like, it sounds so absurd, you know? Like, it sounds like, why, 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 why aren't they allowed to do it? But it's like this absurd reality that they have to live with every day, and they do such a good job. Well, Isaiah Bradley particularly, who, by the way, voices like a lot of superheroes. <laughs> it's cool that they got him. He voices like Martian Martian Manhunter. Manhunter. Yeah. yeah oh, no way! That's so, so cool! Like, yes. No, that. yes. So many, like, little things that he's done. So it's cool that he finally gets to, like, be on screen and he gets to be, like, the, the first, like, black super soldier. That's such a, that's yeah. such a cool thing. Great I hope honor. he comes back. I hope he gets, like, this... Like uh, like a badass scene where he gets to like fight because he still has the powers, I, right? You know, instead of old man Steve, we could have old man Isaiah. I'm talking yeah, exactly. for a flashback. What if he has awesome. like a, a uniform yeah. that he wore when he would go on missions, right? Oh, so cool. Yeah, that's that's a, that's a really cool thing that they added to that. I really, um, uh, it's like I don't think a lot of people would have thought of that. So it's it's cool that they put it in. 
definitely I feel like there's more to be told in that um, bubble of that world. So I hope we do get to explore that nga somewhat in like a spin-off series about young Isaiah Bradley or something like that. Or, I mean, they are planting the seeds na rin talaga for the young Avengers as oh, well. Taurus. Oh, Taurus! <laughs> What's his so name? Uh, he's, gonna, he's gonna be a... Uh... I knew it. He's so hot. <laughs> What's he gonna be? Hey, Falcon. He's gonna be the new Falcon. Falcon. He's gonna the be Falcon. the new Falcon. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When Sam gave him the wings, I was like, oh, Keep, keep it. I was like, damn! No doubt I will. Exciting. <laughs> Hell yeah! It's because he had a new... Did you guys see that uh that meme of um, the, the present that the Wakandans give uh, Falcon is the Buzz Lightyear's, Buzz Lightyear's arm. And, yeah, Bucky and Bucky gets Buzz Lightyear's arm. I love all of the Pixar. Yeah, I know. Yeah. It's good. Oh, I think like something they could have done that would have meant a lot more to fans, I think, was Bucky saying, let's hear it for Captain America for Sam, the same way oh. that he did for Steve. I really wanted that. But I mean, it was nice how they handled it. Yeah. But, I guess yeah. they didn't want to take it away from from him eh. that was sam's time that was sam's time yeah and i also like okay. it now it was very sam because that was that was his job eh. he was he helped people he talked yeah. to people and yeah. that was yeah, this is and, and i was talking with my my barcada who he was angry why bakit si sam na, he's not he's not a he, he's not a super soldier Ganun. but the thing is that's his thing eh. the way that he can talk to people and make a difference. That's a superpower. It, yeah, that's mm. that's that's what makes him so special. He can even he can change the life of one person who's been through so much. Now he's gonna try and save the world because of speaking, especially from where he's come from, from what he's been through. So that's what that's what cements Sam as Captain America. Talaga, yeah. he's really meant for it. Talaga. Yeah. So I love it. I love it. I love Black yeah, Falcon, especially the part in the speech where. He- Black Falcon. Yeah. It's just so funny to me. Uh, yun, yes, Charlie. Uh, <laughs> speech lang din na parang oh, what do you know about? I'm uh, going just going back. Parang what do you know about what people are experiencing and making the laws for them? It's just really that that part was really powerful. Na yeah. going back to what Cell said about who makes the decisions for us. Mm. Uh, it's just a really powerful thing to about that. Um, I mean, at the end of it, they do change the, the name of the show to so Captain America and the Winter Soldier, which, which kind of makes it confusing to Captain America, mm. the Winter Soldier, and Captain America and the Winter Soldier, which is also cool. But mm. uh, what else do we want to see from the show in the next season, which we will probably get sometime, just we just don't know when. Yeah, they submitted yeah. it for a Best Drama Series uh, Emmy, I guess I'll just rather start. than... Yeah, of course a limited really series yeah interesting oh, we'll probably yeah. see captain america 4 before season 2 yeah so, yeah most likely yeah. although i think what's exciting is uh we're, we're seeing a really different phase 4 for marvel moving forward yeah um, not just in terms of ideas and the heroes that they're presenting but in terms of uh, ideologies and, and messages given that marvel is such a powerful brand moving forward and we're seeing this with with falcon being the new captain america and then we have shang chi uh, with asian representation yeah, for us finally yeah. which is great and the eternals is such a diverse cast 
Um, I mean, so it's, it's really, it's really for, ano, for Asian representation, right? <laughs> Every single time we mention Scarlett Johansson, you never fail to make an Asian oh, joke. Oh, yeah, no, Scarlett pala is in Black Widow. So there you go. <laughs> so yeah. Yeah, very, very interesting way forward for Marvel. I'm really excited where they take it. Um, a very different Marvel, but that's a good thing. Yep. It's going to be really nice to see when they all come together again and this is a new era of yeah. seeing like a new generation including the older heroes um, anyone else yeah i i want to see what the new season if it is true na talaga na it's a new season what direction what will the story be about now cuz yeah. probably captain america 4 will come first and then the the other series will happen which mm-hmm. will in a way relate now to uh, what the exactly. first season has already laid down yeah. so mm-hmm. i'm interested what other stories can you tell now for sam's cap sam as captain america and for bucky who as will he forever be known as the winter soldier is it maybe mm-hmm. they should in, now maybe they should now to focus on bucky where he stands right now in in the present time because yeah. he's really a man out, out of time talaga completely mm. and i don't think he's completely adjusted yet the way the way uh steve was when he i don't even think steve wrong. was like completely adjusted also now i hope we get to see more of bucky yeah and of course we want to see more of sebastian stan no oh, definitely <laughs> <laughs> all right uh anything else I, i'm interested to see how long they can keep this up And I don't mean that like in a mean way, but just from Actually, a yeah. from a filmmaking perspective, there's no. I can't think of another franchise that has this many movies in it that like they all connect. It's not just like spinoffs of each other, right? Yeah, I was gonna say Shake Rattle and Roll, but yeah. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. <laughs> Good point. Um, <laughs> yung palat that's the yun yung kalaban ng Marvel eh. Shake Rattle and Roll. No, but yeah, like how how long can they keep this up? Like thematically speaking. Mm-hmm. How many years will this span? It's crazy to me because Kevin they have, they have an unlimited yeah. amount of content, right? The, the comics come out faster than the movies do. So, can he keep up? Like, well, is it possible to keep up? But also, like, can they stay relevant, right? Yeah, it's it's not just like oh, are there enough heroes? Like, of course there are enough heroes. Of course, the skills, the odds can always become bigger. You can have these smaller stories. Like, it doesn't always have to be like you know uh, Captain Marvel levels of danger. But can you? make it so that people don't get tired and that you're always listening to the audience will what the audience is asking for always coincide with what you're making because that's the only way for you to stay relevant mr feige if you're listening i know you are yes. uh i know he listens oh. to this podcast that's yeah we're Hello, technically sir. if you think about it we're responsible for the mcu Wait. but i won't get into that so yeah it, it's, it's really interesting to me uh, and i think this is a good testament to like okay they can still keep up but how long can they? i mean people are already experiencing superhero fatigue definitely so yeah it's definitely yeah. a challenge for them yeah I'm very excited yeah. yeah um still any last thoughts i think going with what dren was saying that are people gonna get tired i think there's also going to be the question of how accessible is it for new viewers because if everything is connected 
It's like what Dren was saying earlier that watching the first event, he didn't watch the first Avenger, so he didn't know who Bucky was. Um, I think there are going to be more moments like that yeah. for future shows. Like definitely, everyone gonna have to backwatch everything, or yes. of course, like kids growing up that can watch like the stuff that they couldn't watch when they were younger. So I do wonder, like, how is it going to be a bit more accessible to new viewers, and how is it still going to be interesting to old viewers? So there's going to be like that tension between their new content, but. So far, so good. But as as Dren was saying, let's see where it goes. Yep. Agree. Yep. Yep. It's just gonna be like I know. It's gonna be like required watch for your children. Hey, watch the whole. <laughs> yeah, you have to watch this. <laughs> All right, kids. This is our history class for the day. Brings in I know, a flat screen TV. Wow. <laughs> Brings in. Wow. <laughs> sa classroom nila yung flat screen. Exactly. They watch things on like the VR headset. Wow, oh, nice. Still exists. Wow. They bring out a USB yeah. and it has like Winter Soldier on it. Pa. <laughs> oh, you didn't watch episode five? Well, whose fault is uh, that? Yeah. <laughs> but I mean. And we all experience Star Wars fatigue every now and then. I think Star Wars does a, a good job with that with their series. True, true. You don't necessarily have to watch the movies to completely understand the stories. So hopefully that's a route that they can go, like these individual stories also. Would There's nice. Star Wars fatigue. Where? Joms, you are currently in Marvel mode, deba. Right. Yeah, yeah, I, I am. I am. Yeah. I like how you have boots. Like there's a, there's a dial on your back. Yeah, yeah. He, he I, have modes. I, I can't. I can't do it he, at the same time. Like, it's it's modes, frustrating sorry. when I'm trying to get him to like watch this, watch this. It's like can't. I'm in Star Wars I'm, mode. Yeah, I'm in Star Wars mode, and now I'm in Marvel mode. So yeah. I'm gonna keep Bad Batch until I get back to Star Wars mode. I'm like that. I'm sorry. I'm weird. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it was really nice that we had a year off before this whole start. Uh, this yes. whole True. new phase yes. started. It was kind of refreshing. Uh, we didn't even really notice it until like, oh wait, it's been a year since we mm. had any. Oh, this Black Widow kept being pushed back, which hurt. Yeah. So, yeah. yeah, that's a really good question by everyone about how far, how much farther can this go? Um, yeah, but we'll have to see. And um, yeah, and we'll be seeing next uh, is Loki in June and Black Widow in July and uh, Shang Chi in September. And Spider-Man in December, I think. <laughs> or not oh, yeah. November. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. November. November. I think we also have Miss Marvel this year. Oh my god. Uh, I think they're pushing it back. Oh, yeah. Because it's schedule. Like, so much content. Oh, it's like Give it to me. I will consume. That's true. The only other thing I'm waiting in universe is the Vice Ganda cinematic universe, as we mentioned last time with Gren. <laughs> watch out, Kevin Feige. Watch out, Kevin Feige. Oh, I would get... watch that, though. It, and it's just all Vice Gandas fighting each other, I think. Could you imagine how much work that would take? Like, <laughs> all right, day one, you're going to play this role. You just have to punch there. Okay, day two, you remember how you punch? You have to get punched in that way. <laughs> I don't know. I would watch it. Last time we talk about this, this gave me a headache. Please don't yeah. do it again. <laughs> or we just get like uh, Daniel Padilla and like and and Co to just wear like wigs to be Vice Ganda. What? And we just what? CG, CG her face onto. I don't know. I'm just. That's I'm terrifying. Just I have done that with a child. It's not a fun thing to do. Oh no. Okay. I'm or maybe like as an animated 
advice ganda. <laughs> I think that's scarier. Mm. <laughs> Why do I think that's scarier? Because <laughs> vi- vice can just like, I know, voice over the other vices in the vice universe. I can't believe we're talking about this. <laughs> like, what happened to this conversation? <laughs> I'm so sorry. I'll stop. Vice ganda and the multiverse. I'll message you later, Cholo. Don't worry. <laughs> All right, so that brings us to the end of the show, which is our pop stop, which is our pop culture recommendations for the week. Um, I will start. Um, I've been watching this. Sorry. Um, I will start, and uh, I've been watching this uh, Thai BL series called I Told Sunset About You. Um, and hello. Sorry, na puto yata ulit ako. No, no, no. No, we no hear lang. you. We can hear you. We can hear you. You're fine. Okay, ayun, ayun. Um, yeah. Um, it's it's um, it's not necessarily uh BL, but also like uh coming of age story, which I think is really refreshing in this world where BLs are just tokenis tokenistic. <laughs> Uh, ways of portraying LGBT, quote unquote, LGBT struggles, etc., etc. This was a nice way of um, portraying that, and it's produced really well. So it, it's just five episodes. So if you have the chance, check. Um, I told Sunset about you out. So that's my recommendation for the week. Um, who wants to go next? Uh, I can go next. Um, they recently released um, for English viewers. Um, the Demon Slayer movie, the Mugen Train film. I had the pleasure of watching it last night to replace my normal Marvel night. And it, I think this the series because it's it's very shallow in its whole. Um, it's it's not that great like of a story, but it's a good watch. But Mugen Train, I think, brings up the story and the the lore of the world of Demon Slayer up by like. 100% and it's such a good um, animation and it became the highest grossing film in Japan and for good reason during a pandemic and it still being the highest grossing film ever in Japan's history it says a lot about how good the show is and how accessible it is also for even non-anime fans to watch um, so there's that and then I would also like to recommend a YouTuber that I recently just discovered I love video essays particularly video essays about film scores and music in general. Um, so I do recommend people to watch uh, or to subscribe to Listening In. That's his um, name, channel name on YouTube. Um, I The episode, of course, that got me into him was his explanation of why Prisoner of Azkaban sounds so good. We all talk about how good Prisoner of Azkaban is as a story, as a directed film, but the score and John Williams' is that, that really lends a lot to why that, that film one. is so great. Um, so that's good. He also discusses Lord of the Rings in a trilogy series, which is so mm. good, um, and Star Wars. So generally, I think if you're like a film fan and want to understand music more, because admittedly that's not some that's not my strongest suit in like film dissection, it's a really really entertaining watch. Um, so I recommend him and Sideways if you're interested in that. Type Sideways of. is so good. Listening yeah. in, I'm just subscribing right now. Yay! Thanks. because <laughs> no, I love I love learning about film scores. Diba? I am yeah. right now. I will send you like a list. And I recently na discovered na score related na video essayists, but he better than Sideways jumps. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay, I'm subscribed. Thank you, Paula. <laughs> That's me. 
Oh, can I add another one pala before the next person? I just remembered. I want to recommend also on YouTube. It's um, K-pop Evolution. Ah, uh, yes. It's a cool way to understand the history. Yes. Sorry. <clears throat> um, and seeing like where they came from, how they evolved into what it is now. I'm not done yet because the rollout for the free version is still ongoing. But uh, yeah, it's a cool way to understand the K-pop industry. And, you know, not just know a certain group and just appreciate it on a deeper level, industry level as well. And like what idols go through to become the idols that they are. Yeah. So that's K-pop Evolution also on YouTube. Uh, Prince? Uh, honestly, I have been on a, a pop culture detox because I'm still really drained from the Oscars uh, catch up. <laughs> Because I really needed a lot. I need a long break. It might be a while before I get back into the pop culture groove. But I will keep updating about the news. Yeah, I guess. the news is great, Prince. Thank you. We're a news yeah. correspondent. <laughs> uh, but I would speak. But speaking of the Oscars, I really hope people get to watch the short films that were nominated because they were really good, mm-hmm. especially that relate to Cap- uh, Winter Soldier and uh, Falcon. There's two. Uh, one is White Eye, which is a uh, Israeli short film mm-hmm. which discusses about privilege and how and it discusses it in one full take it's all shot in one take it was really good yeah. and another one is opera an animated film it's just eight minutes also in one take but it takes it tells an entire story of how a system works how people fight against it but in the end does anything really change But so it's I was amazed by both those two. I'm sad they lost, but they're just short watches. But they're pretty good, uh, amazing. What I will recommend, the like the small, the like I guess the only pop culture that I have consumed is watching my friends play Apex Legends on <laughs> Discord. And I don't play, but watching them, it's, it's actually it's pretty fun. Yeah. To the point that I recognize their characters, their their ults, their web, the weapon choices, and. They called me their coach because I'm able to call out the moves that they're supposed to be doing. Cute. I'm such a good non-player who is so familiar <laughs> with the game. So I I don't watch any of the other games they play. Whenever they play Valorant, whenever they play ML, whenever they play Breath of the Wild, I don't watch them. But when they play Apex, I watch them. It's so much fun. So go play play it, guys. Even if you're not gonna play it, watch your friends play. It's actually so much fun. I sing it lang ako. It's his new song. It's great. Oh my god! Yeah, in the morning. Yeah. <laughs> It's so good. As don't a worry, non-K-pop fan. Oh, you, you didn't mention. I was gonna mention. Don't worry. Oh, yes, uh, Dren. Yeah, no, I was. I was gonna start with Itzy. Um, Mafia in the morning. Yeah. It's it's awesome. It's like if JYP tried to make a Blackpink song. Yes. yes which exactly. is really which is really interesting because Itzy. Okay, I'm not gonna get too much into it because if I start talking about K-pop, I'll never stop. But. <laughs> Just the idea that like Itzy was made to be an international group is so interesting. It really marks kind of the new generation in K-pop. Yeah. They're not made to just be a Korean group, and now they're kind of making a song that you could see Nicki Minaj like featuring on. It's it's that kind of song. Someone um, edited that in a Nicki Minaj yeah. verse. Some some people don't some people don't like it. I love it because even though you don't like it musically, in terms of their formation, I think it's really important, right? Because it still sounds like Itzy. <clears throat> yeah. That's that's the important thing. I wish. To give Cherry on more stuff. Eh, I won't. I won't get into all of the details. <laughs> But uh, my recommendations, uh, like I've been li- uh, recently listening to 
um, a lot of podcasts and uh, Joe Rogan has a podcast that he's been doing for like 10 years. And I recently listened to his um, episode with a man named Daryl Davis. And he is a black jazz musician who was converted, personally converted over 200 KKK members into giving him their uniform. Because wow. he just talks to them and just says like, look, black people aren't evil. <laughs> and it's such an interesting um, podcast. And I think it's really relevant to what we, we talked about. So he's such an interesting guy. He's got a voice like gravel, explains the whole jazz musician thing. And it's, it's, it's really pleasant to listen to. Because um, I think Joe Rogan's also a very good host. So there's that. Um, I'll recommend three different, uh, uh, one movie and two series. One is Mortal Kombat. Oh my God. <laughs> because it's hey, just... What? Okay. How's, how's no, I'm so that? sorry. Go. Go, go, go ahead. It's fine. Go ahead. It's okay. This is your first episode. Now you know you got to go first. So your recommendations go. Damn it. So. <laughs> I was literally <laughs> thinking while you guys were talking. So, um, so not, not Mortal Kombat, though. No. But yeah, Mortal Kombat, it's, it's awesome. Um, a lot of the actors have signed on for multiple films Yay. because it's great. Uh, one of, if, if you guys like The Raid, one of the actors from The Raid is in it. Uh, he's amazing as Sub-Zero. Uh, all of the... it's The plot is whatever. You know what I mean? Like It's it not what you're yeah. watching it for. Yeah, yeah. It's, definitely. You're not watching for the story. Yeah, and I feel like <laughs> the, in a lot of ways, the studio, when I watched the film, I thought to myself, this is just a litmus test for them. They didn't put that much violence. They didn't put that much... They, ju- they put just enough to please the fans. They didn't put that much violence in that scene where someone <laughs> splits another person open. <laughs> Dude. Well, yeah. Okay. Flawless victory. But like... In terms, I, I thought there would be more, so I re- I'm really um, curious to see what they're gonna do for the next four movies because apparently one it of sets those... up a game also. It, yeah, they're yeah, releasing yeah. a new game because of it. Yeah. yeah, so I'm very, very, very excited to see. It's cool. That's that's all I'll say. It's cool. If you don't mind the plot being whatever, then it, it's just fun. Also, yeah, I mean, the, uh, oh my god, yeah, go ahead. Sorry, I, I guess just you know what, like it's fine to have brainless fun every so often. Like mm-hmm. even Godzilla mm-hmm. versus Kong was that fun to watch even though the plot was whatever so like who cares <laughs> I saw this review like the human characters are, that's not it's called Godzilla versus Kong not Godzilla versus humans like why, why do you <laughs> uh, yeah, no, no, no. So, yeah yeah Mortal Kombat was just really fun and Paula was also mentioned uh, we were just talking about that brainless fun thing I'll go ahead then. sorry uh, I'm not sure I think I recommended this last time, but did I recommend Warrior last time? Did I talk about this? Yeah, I yeah, did, right? Okay. <laughs> Never mind. So I will recommend one more series. It's great. I just I finished season two. It's awesome. Uh, but I'll recommend the other thing I want to recommend. I don't know why this hasn't been getting a lot of buzz, perhaps because of the Demon Slayer movie, but the new Shaman King anime is out. The 2021. Really? Yeah, the 2021 version oh, is out. Oh, God. Is it good? It's good. Yeah, it's really good. I think because the problem with the first series for me in some ways is the start is really slow. The yeah. first episode of this new Shaman King compresses like the first five episodes of okay. the old Shaman King. Because okay. I think they know that it's just like people wanting to like the nostalgia. So they're just like, let's just get all this stuff out of the way and let's move on. So I think it's like five, six episodes now. And uh, yeah, it's great. Animation's good. It's, it's awesome. So yeah, those are my recommendations. Let's save jumps for last. Okay, I'm <laughs> Um, I think I've talked about this in the show before, but I'm a big fan of Ali and AJ, and they're releasing <gasps> their first album in 14 years next week. Yay! Yeah, it has a really, really long title, and I had to Google it. Uh, it's called A Touch of the Beat, Gets You Up on Your Feet, Gets You Out and in, Then Into the Sun. 
Um, they released a couple of singles already. Uh, Pretty Places is really good, and so is Don't Need Nothing. And a few months back, they re- they re-released Potential Breakup Song from their 2007 yes. album. And they made, they made an explicit version, so they put the cussing that they censored out when they couldn't because of Disney Channel. Adults now. Yeah, so it's a great thing to listen to, like coming back to it after like 14 years from their last album. And I think another aside from that, so I'm really, really excited for their album next week. And aside from that, uh, going, I, I recommended this last time, but again, I'm pushing my Jujutsu Kaisen agenda. Yes. Yes. Modern Shonen I have watched. And they they have a movie coming up and I think it will be either end of the year or early 2021. Um it'll be it's they're going to adapt Z- volume 0 which is a prequel to the main series. So those are only four chapters of manga. So if you want to check it out after watching the anime, it puts a lot of context and it'll become really important in the plot later on. Jumps. <laughs> oh damn. Okay. Uh well admittedly I've been out of the loop in terms of pop culture these past weeks because work has been crazy mm-hmm. apart from Falcon and Winter Soldier but has taken up my Friday nights but yeah um, I guess spoiler alert my recommendation would have been Mortal Kombat because oh. it was exactly <laughs> what I needed last weekend so I'm just brainless fun no yeah. story no anything you just watch people kill each other and it was absolutely fantastic and I can't wait for the next one um, I guess another recommendation, just so that I can add some value to the conversation, is if you're still itching for some Falcon and Winter Soldier uh, merch, looking at Paula's <laughs> shield back there, I recently ordered my own shield as well. Yay! Uh, it, they, Hasbro just came out with their own shield from the show, so it's, it has the new design with the silver rimmings on, on, the, on the silver part and a new bluer tone. If yeah. you want to order one, um, join me and my in my plight in burning some cash, well-earned cash, to get some real good merch. So there, it's worth it. Like <laughs> it's worth it. Like look at it. It's so it's, nice. It's so worth it. You can yeah. use it for cosplay. Actually, just buy Marvel merch, guys. Like it's great. It's it's yeah, fun. It's great. Yeah, it's fun. Mm-hmm. I have us. one more thing to say. <laughs> I heard. I heard from critics in the heights. It's nice. We heard. Ooh, mm, I hear. Yes, I don't it, but I hear it's good. Had to succeed, super you know excited I mean? for that. Lin, Lin's involved. He wouldn't let it be bad. He wouldn't let it be bad. Mm. So I have a lot I, of. Faith. I'm excited to watch it. Same. Mm-hmm. I am. I am yeah. really excited. Would you say Can't that wait. it hit some great heights? <laughs> That's what the critics are it's saying. Pretty much it. <laughs> <laughs> It's in there, in the height. Oh, it's there, in it's in the topic of like new, um, random news. And that comes out when? June 21? June 21, yeah. June 21. Mm. Yeah, it's everyone's first time experiencing Joms' humor. Sorry. And Hello. I always like the pause before people laugh <clears throat> at his joke. Or just ignore. You know, after a while, you guys are just going to pause and then moving on. Yeah, anyway. <laughs> yeah, June. Um, it comes out in June. So, yes. mm. if, you know, listen to the... The original Broadway cast recording is one of the best out there. Yes. Sal is a huge fan. It's like... Yes, Charlo. Time to shoot our shot and invite Lin-Manuel. And invite Lin-Manuel. Yes. Lin, if you are listening, and I know you are, I know you're a big fan of the podcast. Uh, Anthony Ramos. Yeah. Don't be shy. Don't be shy. Come on. Drop on down. Yeah. Chris Jackson. Emmanuel is so curious to find out what Karen looks like. Well, yeah. well, if you come on the podcast, this is my promise. If you come on the podcast, <laughs> I will be. I will reveal myself just for you. Wow. Big time. Sorry, I can't like I can't. 
get out the joke. <laughs> and that sounds so full of myself. Well, say, my only flex in life is that if you Google Lin Manuel Miranda, Manila Atlantis Productions, like my photo comes up. <laughs> wow, Atlantis! <laughs> I'm doing it right now. Yeah, if you search it, like apparently my photo with him comes up. Atlantis. It's you. It will do. I will search. <laughs> oh. Oh you my look, gosh, you, you so look, you're so cute. You do look so Star Trek. Same though, honestly. Pwede ba mong share screen para na mapakita? <laughs> <laughs> oh my oh, god. There she is. <laughs> I was like, I was part of like photos from this random like theater blog back then. I didn't know until like someone pointed it out to me later on. That's amazing. <laughs> you're part of Google. History. <laughs> you are in Google. Your picture with Lynn Manuel is right there. Awesome. Yeah, so I guess he has so to get let's make that happen. <laughs> All right. And that is it for our popcorn for the week. Thank you so much to everyone for coming over for this Falcon and the Winter Soldier episode. And uh, we will all see you next time for more popcorn. Of course, our previous episodes are on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, YouTube, and wherever you stream your podcast. Of course, we're also keeping Radio Katipunan 87.9 FM every week. Thanks to the RK fam. And yeah, we will see you all next time. Bye. 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 Bye.